0: Welcome to the Purely Intentional Podcast with Alex and Ashley, where we talk about spirituality, health and wellness, trauma healing, and mental health through sharing life experiences from our own healing journeys. Let's get into it.
1: So Ashley, um, do you want to tell us how you came up with the Purely Intentional name for our podcast? Because I love the name and I know you have a special story behind it.
0: Yeah. So actually, the name came to me a few years ago when I was meditating at the park during my spiritual awakening because at the time, I wanted to start a YouTube channel, and I asked myself, what was my intention behind doing videos? And it came to me that I really just wanted to be purely intentional with how I show up for myself and live my life while inspiring others to do the same. So that's why I started Purely Intentional. I love it. Yeah, I
1: like the name a lot because I feel like you can still allow yourself to make mistakes and not label things as good or bad and just make sure that you have pure intentions for yourself, for your life and for others and go with the flow of life and allow things to line
0: up for you. Absolutely. And I feel like... You know, like choosing to live consciously, especially when 95% of our habits and patterns and behaviors are all subconscious, choosing to live purely intentional allows you to rewrite that 95% subconscious and actually become aware of these patterns and behaviors that truly hold you back from living the authentic life that you want to live. Yeah, I agree. I think that that's a beautiful way to put it. Yeah, and I think that we'll probably obviously get more into our own journeys and how we have been able to do our own healing and transforming and being more consciously aware of ourselves. And we can kind of share and open up more about that as we go along.
1: Yeah, we're excited to share our stories. That's why we started this (laughs) podcast. So I'll talk a little bit about how we met because that's a huge part of our story and we, I, I was working at a restaurant and Ashley started there and she um, came out with us to, we went out to Zips or something to eat, right?
0: Yeah, just like a little sports bar or something. Yeah.
1: And um, we ended up talking and we connected like so well and we had so many things in common. And I had wanted to do a lot of these projects before, like starting a podcast, doing a YouTube channel and doing social media. But it was really hard for me to find the right person to create with because I feel like I was trying to put everybody in that box who didn't want to be there. And I eventually just gave up on it. But when I met Ashley, she was the first person who was super excited to do all those things. She said to me, I want to start a podcast. And literally, like my eyes lit up like I was so excited about it. Um, and, but I didn't want to get my hopes up because I've had a lot of people let me down in the past. So I just kind of like let it flow. And then a few weeks later, she brought me to, um, a breath work class with her, um, cousin and it was absolutely incredible. And at that night. I knew that we were gonna do great things together. And there were just so many things that aligned. I saw that our vision for our future was aligned. We had so many similar interests and so many similar passions for what we wanted to do with our lives and our story. And we wanna help people evolve and grow and heal. And it just made
0: so much sense. So here we are starting our podcast. I felt like I got this download one time where I just realized that I had to commit myself to you and to doing these projects. Because I was already wanting to do these projects anyways before. And much like how you were talking about you wanted to do it with somebody else, I always kept yeah. trying to force people to do it with me too. And it wasn't lining up and it was very frustrating. And I felt like it was just too forced. But with yeah. you, it really is flowing authentically. And I feel like it's becoming exactly what... what. I envisioned it to be, and I'm sure what you envisioned it to be this as well. This is
1: literally what I envisioned because whenever we sit and talk and um, plan out these things, it it flows so well. Where I've tried to do it with people before, and it felt so forced or stuck. Right. And with you, it feels effortless, easy, like breathing. And that's what I always envisioned for starting, you know, projects like this. Right. I wanted it to be a fun process, and it never felt like that. And I tried to push through it, but sometimes you just feel like you're climbing up, like you're going against the grain, or like you're climbing uphill Mm. instead of going downhill and I was like okay I'll just keep like fleshing out all the the stuck energy and then like you came in and allowed like this whole new bright energy and I feel like every time we talk to each other we're lifted up like we get excited we like remind each other like what's good about our lives and how we can move forward and we're always talking about the future and how we can better ourselves
0: I love that um do you want to go into what your astrology signs are and which one's your favorite so like your 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 three so like your sun moon and rising and maybe explain a little bit about what the sun moon and rising is because i feel like a lot of people don't
1: understand what they're okay so the sun sign is your main sign and that's what most people like look at when they look at their astrology chart and stuff. Right. The, the moon th- sign is how you are in your home space or how you are around people that you know really well. So when you get
0: comfortable, that's like your moon sign. That's how. It's that your comes emotional through. state. Yeah. It's like where your emotions reside and how you carry your emotions and handle your emotions. Yeah.
1: And then your rising sign is kind of how you present yourself out in the world, maybe like at work or like mm-hmm. around like strangers or what people might think you might be. A but public like persona. It's always a blend of the sun and rising sign too you know of like right. what people perceive but that's just kind of what people say
0: right and
1: I again I'm not an expert so nobody quote me on this um <laughs> I just dabble in astrology I think it's so interesting and it's so fun and I recently started learning about it and there was one day at work where I went around and asked everybody at work what their sign was <laughs> and it, it was like it clicked where I was like wow this really helps me to understand people on a different yeah, level it like, really does it helped me to understand myself and it's helped me do shadow work oh right I was reading my astrology chart, so i'll tell you guys so i am a cancer sun a cancer moon and a scorpio rising and actually my first three because your first three planets or the signs or what or i don't know how the chart works Sally, but the first three on mine are cancer so it's um sun moon and mercury are the first three they're all in cancer Mm. and then my rising sign scorpio so i have a lot of cancer it's almost all water and scorpio is water too so i am so emotional and i always used to think like there's something wrong with me and like I shouldn't be moody or I shouldn't be this way and right. I was reading my chart and it literally said if your son is in cancer you're likely to be moody but if your moon is in cancer you're even more likely to be moody yeah. and both of mine are in cancer Well, so. do you want to
0: explain like the characteristics of cancer
1: okay so cancer I would say very in touch with emotions they're very nurturing their home bodies they like to be mm-hmm. cozy I always love to be bundled up like I yeah. have to people have to force me to go outside <laughs> oh yeah
0: yeah that's uh, we've talked about this yeah, yeah. there's been a few Few times somewhere. yeah so
1: I love like I love being home I love being comfortable and I like to kind of care for other people like I'm really in touch mm, with emotions motherly. yeah very nurturing and it's, it's
0: connected with the moon right cancer is ruled by the moon it is ruled
1: by the moon yeah and that means I was also born on a new moon because my um, moon sign is the same as my sun sign wow okay Cool. so it's pretty pretty powerful I think
0: yeah but oh, absolutely my
1: emotions are crazy like they're crazy powerful like I feel mm-hmm. everything with like an intensity and I was always like, what's wrong with me? Other people are just like, yeah. la di going about their life. But I think this is how I was supposed to experience reality, you know? And I've become more accepting of that. And I just tell people like, oh, I'm a triple cancer. What am I going to do? I'm moody today. Like, this is what you're going to get. <laughs> yeah, but I used to never let myself get moody or like I would beat myself up about it. So, yeah, right. I've grown a lot in that area. But, um, Yeah um that's all
0: okay awesome. oh and we have yeah, the, you want to talk about the scorpio a little bit oh so or? scorpio
1: um scorpio i feel like they're i recently learned that scorpios are very magnetic and very sexual like their sign is very related to the sensual energy mm-hmm, yeah. i didn't know that before so i was always like oh scorpios have a bad rap i don't want to be scorpio right <laughs> <laughs> And because um, I've only heard like bad things about them. And I was like, oh, I don't want that to be right. Okay, rising I feel like sign. that's
0: mostly like I hear more bad things about Scorpio men. Oh, really? And that's really? more of like the sun sign. Yeah. Like, okay. Okay. They yeah. They could just be, they, Scorpios can be a little manipulative.
1: But then so I learned it's that they were crazy. all about the sexiness. And I was like,
0: oh, I could tap into that energy. They are very Yeah. And very
1: sexual. They can be manipulative and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess maybe in my own way, I like to get my way.
0: But I don't But like you know, think- cancer, that's another sign that could be manipulated. As well. I guess so. Emotionally manipulative. That's what they're known for. Is that's why cancer men bad, bad, bad. <laughs> bad, yeah. bad, bad. Yeah, they're some of the worst. I've heard some people say <laughs> too. I'm kidding. like, what's
1: your least favorite sign? And they'll be like, Cancer. Can't stand yeah. them. I'm like, oh. why don't you tell us about your astrology sign?
0: Oh, yeah. So I'm a cancer moon and a Scorpio rising, just like Alex here. <laughs> that's one of the things that we share. So we have the same moon and rising sign, which is pretty cool. And then I have, uh, my sun sign is Aquarius. Uh We've also been known to be, from what I've seen, I've heard bad things about Aquarius. Oh yeah.
1: My sister is an Aquarius and she's like super, I don't know, super hard headed. You can't tell an Aquarius no, (laughs) they get pissed off.
0: But yeah, I totally get it. I've definitely heard that Aquarius can be problematic sometimes because we're known to be, um, aloof and detached And I think for me, because I have a Cancer moon, it evens out pretty well. I I feel like it's actually because I know how to give somebody their space because I need my space. Like, I really value my independence and I need time to breathe. I need the room to breathe, you know? Like, I can't just be with somebody 24-7. Like, I need to have my own life, too. But I feel like with that Cancer moon, I am still very like warm and soft and feminine and that's what allows me to be like nurturing and you know like I'm not cold and distant like I feel like it it doesn't pertain specifically to me but yeah I guess I think it depends on the situation because like at work
1: like you stand up for yourself and I love seeing that side of you where you're like a bad you have like (laughs) bad bitch energy where you're like no one's gonna like push me around but you're so gentle about it too in the same time like you get what you want like by doing it
0: yeah by doing it in a more like softer way which can be seen as manipulative to some people some people yeah because it's but I think for me because I used to be like literally the biggest people pleaser and I used Mm. to allow people to walk all over me all the time and I just got to a point where I just became fed up with it and before I didn't know how to communicate I avoided conflict at all costs I hated speaking up for myself it made me so uncomfortable And it was something that I really had to work on and develop through my spiritual journey when Mm -hmm. when I became aware of this pattern. And so through transforming that and speaking up for myself more and working on that, now it's just a part of who I am. Like, I don't even see it as like, oh, I like I don't get that panicky feeling anymore. Of course, everybody gets uncomfortable when it comes to conflict and when you have to speak up for yourself. But there's like such a different energy that comes with it now where mm-hmm. I'm not afraid of it. Like I've I faced it. I've seen it, you know, so I know that I'll be OK and that it's important for me to speak. Right. My mind.
1: I love that side of you, though, because I'm a cancer and cancers are very afraid of con- like they avoid confrontation because they don't they don't like to be in someone's face and being like, you hurt my feelings or whatever. Right. They would rather just like, it's almost like I'd rather shut down and just pull my energy away. And that's what I've been doing lately is just mm-hmm. like kind of neutralize my energy and just kind of create a barrier and be like, I'm not going to react or respond to this. Right. And not let them like keep feeding them my energy, whether it's positive or negative. And then that kinda like fizzles out like whatever emotions were trying to arise, you know? Yeah. Like within me. Yeah. But I've noticed like with you, you get really um I feel like you're more in your cancer when you're closer to someone. Like once we got closer, I started seeing oh, more of your delicate that side. That totally makes where sense. Where like you would come over and like you just be like, Oh here, have like have a, have this blunt or <laughs> Yeah, like, I'd be more open, I feel like. You're super giving, like, I'd be like, oh, no, you have the comfortable chair, and you're like, absolutely not, no, you sit in it, (laughs) like, here I am sitting in the comfortable chair. (laughs) (laughs)
0: like, oh, it's okay, you know, like, that is, so I used to be like that, like, that version of myself, I feel like I give access, I only give access to that version of myself to certain people when it's deserving when because, it's deserving yeah. because I'm
1: like that too I like to give and I always feel like I don't give enough or that I'm like not yeah. doing enough for people and so like we both give each other a lot and then we're like wow like this we is so equal giving. yeah, yeah like because we, we're so used to someone taking from us or judging us and we mm-hmm. just talked about that earlier because I had old roommates that would just like hound on me for everything like oh this is bad that's bad and that's the toxic spirituality that kind yeah, of brings like you down yeah like judging you yeah you know and I feel like that's why our friendship is so pure because we can allow each other to experience reality in different ways and not put labels on it of like, this is good or this is bad or like, you're not doing the right things or,
0: right you exactly. Know? it's like we can love each other like authentically yeah. and, and unconditionally because we give ourselves the same respect, you know, getting into shadow work and stuff and recognizing your own patterns and behaviors mm-hmm. and your own like judgments towards yourself that hold you back from loving yourself and basically working on your self-love journey allows you to connect with people in a more authentic way. And I feel like because we both have done that work ourselves and through our Mm -hmm. own personal journeys, coming together in this friendship has created that safe space and that dynamic because we know how to love ourselves first. We know how to set boundaries. I feel like we need to do a podcast on boundaries too. On boundaries, relationships. Because I feel like so many people do. And I think even for me, I didn't quite understand on my healing journey like how to set boundaries or what exactly that looked like yeah you know and because I more so saw it through like um, a formal lens like oh you have to physically say something to this person sometimes setting a boundary with somebody is just removing yourself from the situation and removing your energy yeah you know so it's like in boundaries with yourself but yeah we'll 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 do a whole video on that
1: yeah we could talk for hours I could really go into that because I've been working a lot on that because people used to really trigger me and I like get I want to get angry when I'm setting boundaries sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so I finally realized like how to kind of, calm it down and and you're really good at this like you'll just be like oh yeah like this happened whatever whereas like sometimes I'll fester in it like all day and so I've recently been like okay how can I separate myself from this situation and not let this person pull me down and then realizing that this person is going through all their own stuff like it's not about me and they have popped off a a lot of other people at work and I'm just not making it about you that's another
0: huge thing that's
1: another key factor I literally that day was like oh my god like when I got yelled at or whatever I was like this is all about me like I'm a horrible They're gonna think I'm a horrible worker. I start going down this whole story. I should just quit right now. And then I realize, like, (laughs) he's yelling at everybody. Like, I it's not about me. And then it kind of allowed me to like not give it so much like seriousness. Yeah, like this isn't such a big deal. And you kind of get space from it. And I'm like, oh. And then. I always thought I had to like confront this person, but it's like I'm realizing you don't actually have to go and confront and say something. I mean, you can if you want to,
0: right? But it's almost just
1: like okay, I'm going to pull my energy away from this person mm-hmm. and not be cruel to them, but you know, not give them all my energy in any right. way, whether it's good or bad.
0: Exactly. Yeah, I I definitely agree. I feel like the only time that you need to even like this, and this is just for me personally. This is just like my viewpoint, but. I feel like the only time you even need to really go and say something or set a boundary with somebody like in person and speak to them is if they keep doing the same thing over and over again and they're not Mm -hmm. listening to you when you've already told them. Yeah. You know, or it's like when you've already pulled your, your energy away and if this continues to happen, that's when you can have a conversation with them and just be like, hey this isn't cool. I don't like the way that you're treating me. I don't like the way that you're speaking to me right right now. And then you can have like a formal conversation about it. But I always like to set energetic boundaries first and go from there. And if somebody keeps crossing that, then that's when I address them. And I I let them know, you know, that, hey, I'm uncomfortable with this. And you just do it in a very matter of fact way. You don't have to, you know, go into like, you made me feel like this and pointing fingers and stuff. You just simply just let them know like, hey, you know, I... I'm uncomfortable with you doing this. Please don't do this to me. Yeah. Period. Point blank.
1: Yeah. I like that. So you're Aquarius. You're just so able to like detach. You're like, okay, no. (laughs)
0: Yeah. I feel like that has. So my emotions have absolutely been a struggle in my life. And I blame it on the fact that I'm an Aquarius sun in a a cancer moon. That's a tough combo. It is a very tough combo. Um, Combo because like Aquarius is so detached from their feelings. They don't like to show their feelings. And it's not that we don't have feelings. It's just that. You're reserved about it. Like feelings give me the ick. Like (laughs) I don't know how to describe that. Like my Aquarius son is just like, ew, we don't do that here. (laughs) Ew. We don't do that here. And then my Cancer moon is all about the feelings, all of the feelings. So I have a lot of, and it's taken me so long because I was detached from my own emotions growing up for so long just because of like childhood trauma and stuff, toxic masculinity, you know, yeah, all of this. We'll get that, into that a little that more we later, too. All but. deal with in a sense, you know, but I feel like, yeah, that it, like emotions have been a very difficult thing for me. But getting into shadow work has really, really, really helped me with that. That's yeah. why I love shadow work, and we'll do we'll do an episode specifically on shadow work. And for those of you who don't know what shadow work is, I'll just go into it a little bit. It's basically your shadow side is the unconscious aspect of you that a lot of times we hide these parts from our own self due to what we're conditioned to believe by society. So, you know, the harder emotions like jealousy and envy a lot of times we'll just hide those in our shadow and be like yeah i'm not i'm not a jealous person because it's not okay to be openly jealous you know so Mm. we suppress those aspects of ourselves because we don't feel safe um bringing them out but naturally we all have you know all of those emotions we all experience jealousy we all experience envy so to say like oh i never get jealous that's just a lie like you're just lying to yourself and now these patterns and these habits and behaviors are going to come out and control you in other ways that you're not conscious of Mm. or aware of you know and also shadow work has a lot to do with like the belief system that you created from your childhood and stuff and just Like digging deep into that and uncovering, you know, it's like the, all the dark things that we're too scared to look at about ourselves. Right.
1: And once you merge with your shadow, then you realize like the darkness is, has to be a part of you no matter what. And it doesn't have to be scary. And that's when you get really powerful. You know, in yourself because you're not scared of the parts of yourself that you don't want to look at, you know? And yeah. then once you can accept, accept your shadow, then you can start to hold space for others and really accept others for who they are. Because if you can't accept yes. your shadow, you're going to start pointing your finger at everybody else and being like, you're you're the problem. You're the problem. Yeah. Like, if you yeah. would change, then you'd be happier or I'd be happier or whatever. Because
0: yeah. everything's a projection. Right. So what you don't like, and this is one good way of being able to like identify your shadow because that's the first step. Getting into shadow work is one, understanding what shadow work is, and then two, identifying your own shadow. And you do this through mindfulness, becoming aware, um, and also seeing what you project out onto other people. Because what people project onto you is a reflection of their shadow, so what you project onto other people, aspects of other people that you don't like shows you more about yourself than it does about them. So say if, like, just to give an example, mm-hmm. say I didn't like you because I hated how emotional you were. Like, oh my God, Ale- <laughs> I hate Alex from work. She is so overly emotional. I can't, I can't stand that bitch. Like, <laughs> say, and now, mind you, I probably have never, like, let's say we haven't even really had very many conversations. I don't even really know you that much, you know. Yeah. I'm just projecting my feelings of... Um, of feeling like I am not allowed to be emotional so I'm projecting that feeling onto her by saying like "Oh, she's so overly emotional but it's really just because I'm uncomfortable with the emotions that I have within myself it has nothing to do with her and her being overly emotional or being emotional at all it has everything to do with the fact that I don't accept my own emotions and that's Mm. how I can identify through that that oh wait a second If I'm uncomfortable with this aspect of Alex, it's really because I'm uncomfortable with that aspect of myself. And I've denied this aspect that maybe I've suppressed my own emotions and put on this act to be a lot harder than what I actually am. And really, I'm overly emotional on the inside. And that's the aspect that I'm seeing in you that I'm hating is really this aspect within myself that I'm hating. I just had a realization
1: because you know how I get so irritated when people are rude to me at work like coworkers and stuff yeah. or like I, if I get yelled at it really brings me down. Mm-hmm. Maybe like in some ways I'm still I get irritated like that or I have anger inside where like I want to lash out at people mm-hmm. and a lot of times I don't but maybe I do but don't realize it I don't know but maybe there's right. something in me that really resonates with that energy that's triggering me because that's why it really gets to me yeah because when someone gets angry at me it makes me really want to get angry back right you know?
0: and you don't allow yourself the space to get angry back, yeah you know but that's because you choose to Respond instead of react. I your respond, first and then action Im- is to get angry. Yeah,
1: I respond, and, instead- and I stay calm, and then in mm-hmm. my mind, like the re- like, I'll literally be thinking about it for hours after mm-hmm. that. And I'm like, I don't know, just hearing you talk about shadow work, it's kind of coming to me. Like, okay, yeah. this is probably something in myself that I need to work through. You yeah, know?
0: and that could be like a good reflection of you working through your own like anger. Like, there's still yeah. an aspect of your anger that needs to be healed, that needs to be released from you, and it's being mirrored back. Through other people being, you know, passive aggressive with you or being angry with you yeah. or you know throwing these little jabs at you and wow. making you so upset, it's like it could be, yeah. You just have to sit with it and figure out what comes to you. Wow,
1: we're really doing like shadow work on the podcast right now. It's like, I know this is. Crazy. I'm getting like a therapy session right now.
0: For sure. You guys can all... I mean, that's the whole point of this anyways, you know, is to be real and to show you guys like break down the process of what this looks like. And that's that, you know, it's like shadow work is not... Like, yeah, you can sit down and do shadow work intentionally, but a lot of the shadow work that I've done has been just me being triggered by everyday life situations, and it'll be, like, the most random... Like, one time I was on the way to the gym, and I fucking got triggered, I don't know, listening to a podcast or something, and I literally couldn't even work out. I basically canceled my... Like, turned around and just cried in my car for, like, two hours because Mm. I was processing something that was really hard, Because I got triggered and I didn't realize like, you know, it's in those moments that that like you're doing shadow work, you know, it's not always like when you sit down to journal and when you're meditating and stuff like that, like things will come through then, too. But a lot of times it's just when you're doing everyday things I think the most like
1: the thing that I like the most most is when you get triggered and you say I'm doing shadow work because that's when it comes up the most like yeah think, yeah like you absolutely. said and when you have the best have, like a it. depressive episode or like I don't get depressed that much but let's say I like don't do anything for a couple of days and I'm feeling really crappy mm-hmm. you know I'll now start to be like well I just was doing some shadow work <laughs> like, okay like you reframing know?
0: your mindset reframing around it, it. yeah like because that. it can
1: still sound like productive because you were still working through whatever heavy emotions you had that day even though like you didn't like do something that's quote-unquote productive you know
0: right right um, but I
1: love how you'll put that like if you get triggered you'll be like oh I was doing shadow work and it's yeah. just I'm <laughs> like I'm like Ashley and all there's shadow work and I'm like you need to balance it out with some light work or something but. yeah
0: now well now I try to like I feel like I try to reframe the things that I go through when I do get triggered Um, whether it's, you know, like a financial block or a mental block or I'm dealing with a difficult person or situation, I feel like I like to reframe my mind instead of seeing it as like, oh my God, my whole day is ruined. It's like, no, I'm just doing some shadow work. Right. I'm just like, this is, this is good for me. It's going to help me grow. It's going to help me learn. It's going to help me recognize something that I need to see within myself. So I'm going to value that. I'm going to allow it to, to be brought up the way that it needs to. And uh, so many times right after I feel so much better after I'm done processing that emotion, after I'm done going through that situation, whatever it is, I feel 10 times better about it, and I'm no longer attached to that old story of, you know, like, woe is me, what's, why is this happening to me and victimizing myself?
1: And you start to realize, like, you are almost the container for all the emotions to move through, like, you don't attach to your emotions, and if you allow the bad emotions, just like you allow the good emotions, then they don't seem so big anymore, you know?
0: Oh, absolutely, yeah, that's when you can, like, actually... The best way that I, like, can see it in my head is kind of like, you know when you're a kid and you think there's, like, so many monsters that are in the closet and underneath your bed, Mm -hmm. and then your, like, mom or dad comes in and they open the closet and there's, like, nothing in there and you realize you're like, okay, it was just in my head. Like, that's what shadow work is. Like, once you bring these... Darker aspects out into the light you realize it was actually never even really that big of a fucking deal no
1: it never is it's always more in your mind and that's like what you know i could go into more about joe dispenza because i'm like obsessed Mm, with him (laughs) like just his teachings and stuff but he goes into the placebo how your mind kind of creates all these things and it's like the pain and if you get any health issues or all that stuff the the pain that you feel is real but the reason behind it or like why you're getting it is usually like can be very psychological or like it's attached to like yes, your mentality or yes. your mindset like even abraham hicks talks about this mm-hmm. like she says that the food that you eat isn't what causes disease it's your like thoughts about it and like yeah, what you think your about yourself process, and yeah. how you feel about yourself and it's just interesting to kind of think about because yeah it and goes you create through,
0: the meaning you create it, the meaning you know? yeah that's
1: why i try to reframe whatever it is that we're doing like sometimes we do things that we quote unquote think are bad or that we try to give up and we stop labeling it as like this is bad and we think like how can we kind of shift our focus to see this as a good thing or work through trauma while we're doing this thing Mm -hmm. or whatever it is you
0: know absolutely yeah because I mean there is a necessity for everything even the things that we as a society classify as bad or group together as bad are actually very necessary like one thing that you know till swan talks about is how like in order to experience love you have to experience the opposite of that you have to experience hate you have to experience what it's like to be unloved so it's like these very real aspects of life that we can view as like oh that's bad that's hard that's painful that's this or whatever story we create about it are so necessary because how are you supposed to experience the opposite of it how are you supposed to experience happiness if you don't know what sadness is right you know it's like you have to it's it's both sides of it it's the black and the white like they have to come together they work together right but we try to classify them as separate we're the ones that box them in as separate and we only accept you know the quote unquote good things and then we try to leave the the darker things or the bad things and we don't want to claim that we don't want to see it we don't want to accept it but we can understand that they both work together with each other
1: right and if you avoid the bad things they don't go away they're still there impacting you and they impact you more if you don't look at them so yeah absolutely Alrighty, so that was a little deep dive into us, who we are, our astrology signs. Now you guys can kind of get to know us a little more and we'll dive more into our childhood, where we came from and all that stuff in later episodes. We have so much that we want to share with you guys, so much we want to uncover and explore our stories and share our journeys with you. Um, but that's going to be the end of the first episode today. Make sure and follow Ashley and I on Instagram. My name is Intentional Alexandra and yours is
0: Yeah, purely underscore intentional.
1: Oh, purely underscore intentional. Um, So go ahead and follow both of us so that you get more updates on our future episodes. And we will see you in the next one. Thanks for listening. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. intentional Alexandra intentional Alexandra